This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. The biggest issue, though, was I thought he was doing it intentionally. I thought he was doing it intentionally to make me look like the bad guy. I thought he wanted to look like the savior. All of that. All of that was wrong. Hey girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy-to-use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. So Leah asks Willie, hey, can I go out to the beach? And he says, yes, of course. And so I'm working during this time after she asked him. And so I come downstairs and Aaliyah's friend's here. And I look at Aaliyah with this nice, like, it, it looks like I'm being nice, but it's like, you know, those stares that you give your kids when people are around you, like you're looking at them really, really nice, but you're also questioning them. Yeah. That's the look that I gave Aaliyah because why is her friend here? And why does her friend think that Aaliyah is going to the beach when well, we all know Aaliyah leaves on Saturday to move out. Like she literally is going to move out on Saturday. And here we are. She hasn't had one box packed, nothing packed. So why is her friend here thinking she's going to go to the beach? So I looked at her with that beautiful smile and crazy smile, crazy look smile. And she's like, oh yeah, dad, let me go. And so that, that stare then gets transferred over to Willie. And I looked at him and he's like, oh yeah, I, I let her go. I told her as long as everything's done, then she can go. And so I was like, well, did you check? Did you check to make sure it's done? Well, no, she told me it's done, so it's done. And so I didn't look like the crazy mom and the crazy wife. I went ahead and said, okay, I hugged Aaliyah, said bye, and gave her one of those really nice hugs, the nice firm hug, like just wait till you come home. And so she leaves. 
And then I looked at Willie and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? You know, she leaves on Saturday. And he's like, yeah, but I'm not going to let it get between us. And if she said she's done, she's done. She's going to have to learn either way. And the the fact that he was so dismissive, like she's going to have to learn. She's going to have to learn like either way. It's it, I'm not going to let it come between us. The fact that he was so dismissive of whatever it's on her. We're not going to bring it on us. It upset me because I knew what that meant. I knew for me it meant that I'm going to stay up packing with her while Willie's asleep. I'm going to be the one stressed out because we only have so many days until she moves, officially moves out into her dorm. But then when he told me, when when he said, we're not going to let it come between us. I felt like we were on the same page. I felt like, here we go. We're on a team. And so that kind of lightened it for me, right? Well, let's go ahead and fast forward to a couple days later. I, of course, ended up at night, in the middle of the night, helping her out, pack, you know, what she's going to keep, what she's going to throw away, and what she's going to give away. So that took forever and about like 15 trash bags. I kid you not. That girl had everything. She had knives in her room, butter knives. Asked her what the butter knife was for. And she's like, well, it was one of those nights that you guys came home late and I needed to protect myself. Okay. I'm, we're not going to go into that, but she had a butter knife, my little poor baby. But just to give you a give you a, a visual of what she had in her room, probably first grade's lunch. She had that in her room. Yes, of course she did with the little with the little cheese and the and the crackers that didn't no longer look like cheese. Yeah, she had all of that in there. So we got through like half of the room, right? And I've been on Aaliyah like for the past month. Make sure to pack. Make sure to pack. Did she pack? No. So that night we stayed up till about 2 o'clock in the morning, got it done. The last night, Friday, Friday comes and she had, you know, went out with her friends again and it was like, okay, well, it's Friday night. And we're all sitting down watching a movie. And I was like, Aaliyah, mama, you got to pack. And it, you leave tomorrow morning and we have to be there at this time. So, of course, mama's stressing. And she's like, oh, okay, mom. So she went upstairs and she went upstairs and she's not packing. So I go downstairs and I was like, Willie, what do we do? And he's like, he looked at me and he's like, Veronica, we're not going to let it come in between us. She said she's going to get it done. Let her get it done. Whatever she doesn't have packed, she'll just come back home and get it. Like she's only going to be about 40 minutes away from us. It's not a big deal. Just let it happen. So there I am sitting down, scrolling through TikTok, but like I'm looking at the videos, but not really looking. You know how you're like just scanning? Yeah, that's what I was doing. Willie was on TikTok as well. And it was at this time, it was already like 10 o'clock at night. The kids are, you know, Aubrey and Brooklyn are already asleep, but here I am scrolling, scrolling. And I'm scrolling because I know my daughter, my baby, is upstairs packing. And it's her last night here. And once again, truly a style, she waits the last minute to get it done. So I'm trying not to stress out. I'm trying so desperately not to stress out. And I looked at Willie and I was like, hey, babe, what are we going to do? And he's like, we're going to relax. So I was like, all right, we're going to relax. We're going to relax. We're going to relax. I'm going to respect what my husband says and we're going to relax. We are going to Relax. So looking through TikTok again, more TikToks, more TikToks, not even paying attention, 11 o'clock. Babe, what are we going to do? Veronica, she has to learn. She has to learn. Just let it happen. All right, totally going to follow your lead, Willie, even though I don't 100% agree with it. And that's where I made one of the biggest mistakes is I didn't say anything. I was just asking questions. Because deep down, I was back and forth. I wanted to help her. 
But I also wanted her to learn her lesson. And the fact that he said, we're on the, we're not going to let this come in between us. It was like, all right, we're here. We're strong. We're together. It's happening. And I didn't want to ruin that either. And so I just stayed quiet. I think I was late, 1130. And um, Willie and I started, you know, proceeded to go upstairs. And as we were going upstairs, I passed by the front room, which is where all of Aaliyah's some, well, not all, but some of her boxes were. And I was like, babe, look, none of her boxes like can close. Like we can't even close her boxes. And he's like, he ended up following me and he, he was going upstairs, but then he came back and he's like, oh, Leah. And he goes, Aaliyah. And he yells at her, Aaliyah, get down here. So he calls her down and I'm like, all right, she's, she's here we go. Here we go. He's going to tell her exactly what he was telling me. We're not going to let it come in between us. She shouldn't have waited so long. That whole spill. And I'm waiting for it. Waiting, waiting. All of a sudden, Willie starts organizing boxes. And it's like, oh, uh, what? What are you doing? And I'm quiet. And he's organizing all of these boxes. And he's starting to get frustrated. He's starting to get mad. But he's just organizing the boxes, not saying anything. And I was like, babe, what are we, what are we going to do? Completely dismisses me. I asked him again, Willie, what are we going to do? And he turns around, all right? Be prepared, ladies. He turns around and looks at me and he says, quote, if you don't want to help, then go to bed. Ooh, 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 ooh. those are fighting words. I, I was so mad. I was like, are you kidding me right now? I've been telling you let's help, but you refuse to help. And now that she's down here, you want to look like the good guy. You want to look like the savior. You want to look like father of the year. I was the one. I was the one that wanted help. I was the one that was trying to convince you to help her a couple hours ago. But you said it's not going to come in between us. It's not going to come in between us. And I listened like an idiot. I listened because I thought we were on the same page. The entire time I'm talking, Willie's just organizing boxes and getting frustrated because something's not fitting and opened up a wrong box and doesn't know how to put it back together. And Aaliyah is just kind of like, all right, well, I'm gonna let you two handle this and went upstairs. I got so mad. Here's why. I wanted to help her. And now my daughter's here. And you say that in front of her as if I'm the asshole. Like you say that in front of her and now I'm the bad guy. Like I wanted to help her. I was up with her the other night till two o'clock in the morning while you were in bed sawing logs. You were asleep. You were snoring the whole time, but my ass was there. I was helping her. I was getting through stuff. How do you get to look like the good guy by, and all you're just doing is organizing boxes. I don't get this. I was so mad. I was pissed ladies beyond pissed. The way you're feeling right now, the minute he said that. That's how I was feeling. Like, and just imagine that by 10. And so Willie sits down and he's like, you called me over here. If you didn't want me to help, then why did you call me over here? If you didn't want me to help, then why did you continue to ask me, what are we going to do? Why'd you continue to ask me that? And I'm not going to lie. I wish I could tell you it was from there that, you know, we went to bed and everything was great, but I'd be lying if I told you that. I'd I'd be totally lying. I started to cry and it was like, it's not fair. It's not fair because you look like the savior. You look like the good guy, but I look like the evil one because I didn't help. And Aaliyah didn't see me helping. 
This is so unfair. How is it that every single time you get to look like the same person, but I am holding it in. And then when my kids are around, then I yell. Like, it's, it's just not fair. Like, I don't understand how we were, like, together and then now we're not together. All based off of one one question or whatever, one statement. If you don't want to help, go to bed. The minute you said that, we were no longer on the same team. And I was so hurt. And I started to cry. And we were able to come back from it. We were. We were able to have a full discussion I was able to listen to what he had to say. He was able to listen to what I had to say. But in the heat of things, I'm not, I kid you not. I kid you not. The things that I wanted to do with those pillows, honey, and there was enough of him, enough of them for him. But I was just so mad. I was so mad. And, you know, I was talking to one of my, I was talking to one of my friends and she'd given me a similar story. She says, I'm the villain. It's not that I choose to be the villain. My trigger is his procrastination. And she was referring to yesterday's, um, I'm sorry, last week's podcast episode, you know, episode 80, I believe. Shoot. Yeah, it is episode 80. She was referring to that, that podcast episode. And she was like, my trigger is his procrastination. When I ask him and he dismisses me, that's my biggest trigger. How is it that he has time for everything? I don't want to be that mom that yells in front of her kids. I'm tired of looking like the bad guy. It's the actions. It's his actions that trigger me. And it's it's true. It It is in so many cases, right? We get so triggered by what's being done or what's not being done. Like, And, and what I realized is, what I realized is my emotions did get the best of me. They did. And so being able, in that moment, I just wanted to blame him. I wanted to blame him because he was in the wrong and I was in the right. I wanted to blame him because somebody had to see, especially my daughter. More importantly, my daughter had to see that I was the one being fair and he was not being fair. But in reality, it was a complete misunderstanding. A complete misunderstanding. Although it feels like they're doing this intentionally, it's very difficult to realize they're not. They're not it's one of those things because you also have to look at it because you ask for help and they're still sitting down. But we also have to talk about what your priorities are and what his priorities are. They're a lot different. And this is the issue. This is the big issue. Our priorities are completely different, right? And so what essentially was the misunderstanding is the minute I walked into that room, Willie thought I was saying, you know what? That's it. We're going to help. So he was following my lead. I didn't realize that because I was so full of emotions. I didn't realize that because I was so frustrated. I was frustrated because my baby's leaving. I was frustrated because it's her last day and this is not how I wanted her last day. I didn't want her last day to look like this. I was frustrated because I allowed her, I, I, I allowed, in so many ways, I allowed this to happen. And it goes back to maybe I didn't teach her enough. Maybe I didn't teach her how to prioritize. Like all of these, all of these emotions that I was having about Aaliyah leaving, I was questioning whether or not I was a good mom. So all of that was happening. It was balled up into one night and it was balled up into a misunderstanding. And Willie's not here right now, but he was right. And he stuck with his word. He said, we're not going to let this come in between us. And he was sticking to that word. I wavered. I wavered 
big time. I was so back and forth. And he was probably frustrated with me because I kept on going back and forth. You're right. She does need to learn. You know what? This will show her for next time. But to be honest, I didn't respect that. My own boundary. My husband taught me that with this with this moment, with this issue. Don't get me wrong. At no point should he have ever said, if you don't want to help, then go to bed. But hell no. Are you kidding me? It, it could have looked somewhere, some way different, but at the same time, I can't script what he says. Don't get me wrong. I totally want to. I totally, totally want to, and I wish I could, but that's, that's impossible. I, I can't. The biggest issue though was I thought he was doing it intentionally. I thought he was doing it intentionally to make me look like the bad guy. I thought he wanted to look like the savior. All of that, all of that was wrong. We can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. And guess what? It's 100% free. I will give you practical tips and easy-to-use strategies to apply right now. That's right, right now, today. You all know I'm a huge advocate for you mamas, and I am on a mission to help you experience true connection and stress-free living. Ladies, we are setting our marriages up for success. It starts with you. You will find this freebie here in my show notes or go to empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash guide. The information I will be providing you is next level and people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend who needs it. A couple questions I got is, how do we recognize that it's about to blow up and it's going to be a bigger problem? How, how do we transition from blaming to acknowledging a misunderstanding? How do we do that? And so ladies, grab a pen and paper because I'm going to teach you how right now. So what I want you to do is I want you to think of a stop sign. I want you to think of a stop sign. In this moment, I was nowhere near. I was nowhere near capable of having a healthy conversation. My emotions were all over the place, all over the place. And this is why I want you to think of a stop sign because the minute you're in that mode of your emotions being all over the place, mamas, I need you to acknowledge this. I need you to acknowledge this. Don't get me wrong. I know what you want to say is so important, but now is not the time. Now is not the time. You have to imagine a stop sign. Imagine a stop sign because you're both defensive. Why are you ready to blow up? Why are you ready to blow up? What is this about? I want you to step away and ask yourself this. Why am I ready to blow up? Because I'm going to tell you right now, there's no way I would have been able to do that in front of Willie. My mistake was I didn't step away. And I kept on asking him over and over, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Meanwhile, he was executing what we were going to do. He was, he was, he was doing it, but it was a misunderstanding because I walked over there. I walked over there. He stuck his, to his plan. I didn't stick to mine. And so I wasn't able to see that at that moment. And this is why my friends, I'm going to ask you to imagine a stop sign in the heat of the moment. You are not going to say anything that is going to be healthy, respectable, or 
even rational. It's probably not even going to make sense because you're so mad. So step aside, imagine your stop sign and ask yourself, why are you ready to blow up? And do you need a time out before you say anything you'll regret? The minute you do that, if you feel like, all right, you know what? I'm good. Why am I going to blow up? Because I feel like we were together. I feel like, you know, I'm, um, the minute he said, we're not going to let it come between us. I put my guard down. And then when he said, go to bed, if you don't want to help, my guard was totally up because I felt ambushed. So the minute my guard was up, I need to acknowledge that my guards up. This is not a good time to talk. Okay. So stop sign. Is it a good time to talk? Is it not? If it's not a good time to talk, Give yourself that time out and do not come back and do anything. But if you're ready to talk, and I really want you to be honest with yourself because you're not ready just because you're ready to hurt him and say some awful words. When you're really ready to talk, here's step two. I want you to ask yourself, what do you know 100% to be true? Is he purposely against you? Is he 100% against you? Yes or no? No. Is he trying to get your daughter on his side and not on yours? Is that, is that what's happening? Not what it appears to look like. Is that what is genuinely happening? If the answer is no, then I want you, I want you to pay attention and I want you to be able to open up and have a conversation and you might, the conversation might, might start something like, I, I was following your lead and it hurt me because, you know, I, I really wanted it. I was back and forth. I wanted help her, but I also didn't want to help her. And the minute you started with, you know, um, arranging the boxes, I felt betrayed. I felt betrayed because now your husband has insight as to what's going on in your brain because he can't read your mind. So communicate effectively communicate. So step three is effectively communicate whatever was going on for you. And after you've communicated what's going on for you, like what is happening internally, then you're going to go to step four. You are going to listen. You are going to stay quiet. You are not going to say anything at all. And you are going to listen to what he has to say, even if you don't agree with it. You are going to listen. The minute you feel like you're ready to blow up, guess what, mama? You have earned a ticket back to step one, which is the stop sign and walk away. Do you see where I'm going here? You might have, you might, you might end up going to step one more than one time. All right. But it's, this is for you. This is for you to start to become familiar with where you go and how far you can cut because mama, I know you can cut with words. I know you could probably even kill with words and that's what you don't want to do. So you want to listen, listen before you attack. What makes sense? If you can't do any of this again, go back to step one. You start all the way back up there. What I had to realize was Willie wasn't against me. He was for me. He was frustrated too. And a if I take it even further, he was feeling guilty because he didn't, he didn't help. Don't get me wrong. He, he, he did help in so many ways, but in that moment that he was standing his ground and saying, no, she has to learn her lesson. 
he was having back and forth thoughts too. And he felt frustrated and overwhelmed just like I did. But we didn't talk about that. That was the biggest issue. We didn't go through all of these steps. And we didn't go through all of these steps because we were so full of emotion. And when I blow up, he shuts down. And so for him, it's like out of sight, out of mind. And he's able to go to sleep very, very nice and peacefully as we've discussed in previous episodes. I was not, but I needed to own that. I needed to own that and I needed to have an honest conversation. So just so I don't leave you and you're wondering, well, what ended up happening? Willie and I were able to reconcile. We were able to have a full conversation and go full circle. Thank you, Jesus. I ended up going to Leah's room and I did what I wanted to do. I really wanted to help her pack. Don't get me wrong. I was upset. I was upset that she waited the last minute to pack. However, it was her last day. And it wouldn't be true Leah's style if it wasn't until the last minute. And so I owned that. I owned that and I accepted that. That's where she was. Can I teach her differently? Absolutely. Well, shit. Will life teach her differently? Absolutely. But I didn't want my last night with, with her to be me trying to show her a lesson. That's At that point, it was too late. It was too late. So what did we do? We packed. We cried. We packed again, we cried, and then we finished off with a Hannah Montana song. I don't know, I can't, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I know the words, but it's Hannah Montana's last and final episode, and something like Yesterday's Gone, something we have a lot to move on. I'm so thankful for the moment. Oh my God, I feel like I'm going to sing it to you, but I'm not, but I want to, but I don't know all the words, or else I would. But we finished with that, and that's my mama. She's 19 years old, still rocks out to Hannah Montana. And the next morning, we had a good morning. We moved her in. It was great. It it was great. I wouldn't have had that had I not been honest. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had that had Willie and I not been able to come back together. More importantly, though, Mama, I had to realize I had to realize what was 100 percent true. What made sense? Where is all of this coming from? And why? Why was it so important that I blew up? Why was it so important that I blew up? Our husbands can't read our minds. They do have good intentions. They, they really do. And they do want to make us happy. But if you don't know what makes you happy, then your husband's going to be scrambling around more and over and over again, more and more, and then resent you. And then you're going to resent them because they didn't get it right. Mama, I've told you many times, many times, it starts with you. What do you want? Even if it doesn't make sense, communicate it. Be open and honest. Have these conversations. I know it's hard. Believe me. I struggle with it too. Don't get me wrong. I'm able to come back from it a lot quicker because I have the schools or because I have the skills, because I have the tools, because I have the training, but it doesn't mean that I don't struggle with it as well. I'd be lying to you if I said, oh my God, my life is totally perfect. It's not. It by no means is it perfect. However, it is moments like that, that we're able to come back from that make my relationship with my husband so much stronger. We will be celebrating 23 years of marriage, October 16th. And I am so thankful. I am so thankful for the times and moments of failures 
because it has brought us together. But it will not bring you together if you're not able to identify or follow these steps. You gotta follow these steps. And I want you, again, if you end up already at step number four, ready to go, and you end up wanting to go ahead and chop kick them, go back to step one. All right, ladies. I want you to go ahead and DM me if any of this happens for you. If you're like, oh my God, Veronica, I was here and I was picturing the stop sign. Matter of fact, I had to go for a drive and park in front of a stop sign or just stay there for a minute because I I needed to see that visual for me to get it together. That's okay. No judgment here. If that's what you got to do, if you got to go for a drive and park in front of a stop sign, then do it. A lot of us need to go ahead and bring ourselves back to one. All right, ladies, until next time. Back to one stop sign. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Hey there. This is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. 
We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out. I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how-tos for navigating all the things sober, from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories, and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.